Welcome back to the Buzz with Bernie, an economic development podcast. I'm Kara Gormley, here with your host, Bernie Maybank. What's the word, Bernie? Glad to be podcasting again. For sure, there's a lot to talk about. Uh, Starting with a once buzzing state that has been seeing some major decreases in industry since the coronavirus hit. South Carolina, though, has a group that's working to change that. Governor Henry McMaster's Accelerate SC is a forum of South Carolina industry leaders from all sectors who are working together on plans to reopen the state. Things are changing minute by minute. And we're going to talk with a member of that group uh, and get the very latest on where the Palmetto State stands when the buzz returns. Welcome back to The Buzz. Our next guest says that his organization has been in constant communication with the governor's office. South Carolina Chamber of Commerce President and CEO Ted Pitts sits on Governor McMaster's Accelerate SC Task Force as part of the response group. There are five different groups. And we appreciate you being here today, Ted. Are are you getting any rest right now? How are you doing? Yeah, no, so um, so things are good. Obviously, you're learning to work under a new normal. A lot of a lot of teleconferences. I'm teleconferenced and video conferenced out like most folks are. Um, but but holding up and uh, a lot of um, a lot of folks, a lot of businesses around the state, obviously, are, are ready to get things back going full speed. And so let me jump into that. Um, Currently, you know, we're in a, a severe recession, maybe even a depression, although hopefully things will immediately turn around. Uh, today's New York Times said it was 33, 30,000,000.3 people unemployed. Consumer spending has dropped 7.5%. The private sector is obviously in very rough shape. State and local government is in very rough shape as, as the uh, tax collections and tax receipts have plummeted the federal deficit's going to be at an all-time high and even the hospitals are shut down ironically the hospital's profit margin comes from elective surgery and elective surgery has basically been cut off in uh, in hospitals today you know the in, in Charleston they laid off 900 employees now the reason for the, all of that of course is covid so in south carolina we have 6000 cases and a death toll of 244 uh, we have, DHEC says there are 7,000 hospital beds available, of which 311 are being used by COVID uh, patients. And DHEC predicts between 1,000 and 1,500 deaths. Now, that sounds horrible, but is that enough to, to completely crater the private sector? So why don't we compare it to the flu? So in 2017, there were 723 deaths of the flu in South Carolina. In 2018, uh, there were 289 South Carolinians who died of the flu, and 4,500 were hospitals. And um, in uh, the current flu season, there's 109 flu deaths. The great majority of those people were 85 years uh, or older. So if you look at the leading causes of death in America, last year, heart was 647,000, cancer 600,000, accidents 170,000, lung 160,000, stroke 146,000, Alzheimer's 121,000, diabetes 84,000, flu in the United States 56,000, and in 2018 it was uh, 59,000. So all of those causes of death are higher than what's been predicted for COVID. Is is the government overreacted and should we get back to work? 
Yeah, so Bernie, I think, um, you know, first I think the governor here in South Carolina has been responsible in the way he's implemented his, his orders. You know, he hasn't shut business down. He's basically created a list of um, businesses that he doesn't think can operate safely using health guidelines. So, um, so we've really been lucky here in South Carolina with the way government masters approached it. I talked to my counterparts with other state chambers around the country, um, Pennsylvania, other places. Um, they've done it just the opposite way where they've just shut everything down. So, so I, I think we've been lucky here in South Carolina, but, but I think we would agree, the business community would agree that, um, that maybe there was a need to take some precautionary measures and, and try to flatten the curve which has occurred, but it is time to open back up the state. And that doesn't mean for everybody, you know, high risk. If you're in a nursing home, you don't need to go see your grandmother in a nursing home right now. We need to protect those most vulnerable populations, but we've got to open our economy back up because you reference recession, maybe even a depression. You know, you look at unemployment numbers, you look at all the key indicators, you know, don't just watch the stock market go up and down. Actually look at the underlying indicators about how the health of a business is. And um, folks are hurting. And, um, and this is going to be a slow, um, a slow come out of this as opposed to a V-shaped recovery. I think um, it's going to take a while to get back to normal. And employees that have been furloughed or laid off, um, I don't think they're immediately coming back to work. You know, we Obviously, your, your reference Accelerate SC, we did a survey. It's still actually still open. It'll close at the end of the weekend where we, the governor, asked for us to go out and get some input from small businesses, and we used the local chamber partnership to do that. We used the other state business associations to do that. And, you know, the number one issue that folks talk about is really just a demand for their goods or services, and that demand is not going to be there unless we open back up society. The, and the original uh, model that we state and federal government based on was based on an English model by the Imperial College of London, which estimated that 2.2 million Americans were going to die. The current model indicates between probably 80 and 100,000. So our, our, the way the government reacted was based on 2.2 million Americans dying, which is clearly off. South Carolina actually does quite well. Um, doesn't do as well as Arkansas, which never shut down. Um, Arkansas had deaths per um, million of, of 20 and cases per million of 1,097. Arkansas is a, not a dense state. It never shut down. South Carolina is double that. Um, case Deaths per million is 49. Cases per million is 1,230. But South Carolina is better than all the other southeastern states with the exception of North Carolina. So it's better in those two statistics than Florida, Georgia, Virginia, and it's only a, a little bit above North Carolina. So North Carolina is a little bit, little bit better than us. Do those statistics is accelerate South Carolina looking at those type of statistics when deciding whether to, to reopen either in whole or, or part? Yeah, so we are looking at statistics. The committee or the task force is broken down into different subcommittees, and there is a health and safety subcommittee that is looking at that. You know, I would tell you that when you look at the state, or really look at the national response, it was based on concerns about healthcare's capability to treat and, and um, take care of patients. And obviously, that patient load has not been there. You know, I talk with hospitals around the state, many are members of the state chamber. And, um, and they are they are struggling um, with what you mentioned in your opening that 
you know, elective surgeries, not only elective surgeries, but people aren't coming to the hospital, um, you know, for different reasons. So, you know, there are hospital wings that are completely empty. And, you know, I talked to a hospital a couple of weeks ago that said right now in the current environment, it's costing them about $10 million a week um, to operate in this environment with, with no imaging, no elective surgeries, no of the other things that they do to be able to bill insurance companies for services. So um, this, you know, you talked about the layoffs in the healthcare space. You know, uh, one of the things that uh, Director Elsey at SC Do pointed out in the first Accelerate SC uh, meeting is those sectors that have been hit the hardest and um, outside of hospitality, restaurants and tourism, you know, healthcare and manufacturing both have furloughed a lot of employees. And even in New York City, the hospitals never filled up. In fact, uh, with great fanfare, we sent the Naval Hospital ship Comfort to New York City and it only provided treatment to 179 patients before piling up and in, uh, in leaving. So is, uh, in South Carolina, have we, are we allowing elective surgeries back again, do you know? Yeah, so most hospitals um, this week started back with some real low-risk elective procedures. Um, so, you know, yes, hospitals over this week and next week, I think you'll see them all have some elective procedures going on inside their systems. Let's talk about small business too. What are you hearing behind the scenes? Some of the last stats that I've seen as far as PPP payouts, around 30% of South Carolina's small businesses had actually received some sort of assistance. Are they getting the assistance they need or are we going to see um, even more plummeting numbers when, it, when we try to keep these folks in business? Yeah, so the PPP loan is, is basically a, um, an eight-week life preserver, right? And, you know, I've compared it to, you know, if you've got a bunch of starving ducks on the pond and you throw breadcrumbs out on the pond, you know, the, the ducks that can get there the fastest are the breadcrumbs that land the closest to the duck get it. So there are a lot of businesses, small businesses, that have been left out of this process or have not gotten approval. Um, some of that will be taken care of with the second round. So they're still um, in the process of, of awarding the second round of applications. Um, they focus the second round to small and community banks first, giving them an opportunity. Um, but, you know, the PPP is going to save a lot of small businesses, but then there are a lot of small businesses that, um, that it will not be able to save and, and has not gotten to. So, you know, we, um, we appreciate Senator Scott and Senator Graham and, and the congressional delegation's work in D.C. on trying to provide support for South Carolina's small business community. Um, but, you know, the toll that, that the economy, the shutdown has taken on small business is, is something that we're not going to recover from quickly or easily. And some small businesses probably will not open their doors back. The governor and Molly Spearman shut the school system, public school system down through the end of this semester, and most, if not all, private schools followed that. Was that, a, was that an overreaction? You know, when you send kids to a school, you know, obviously germs are there, and then they bring them home to, to grandma and to parents. So if you wanted to prevent the spread, um, I think closing the schools down for the rest of this school year was the responsible thing to do because... We still, you know, I'm reading Wall Street Journal articles that say we still aren't sure if you're most contagious before you even run a fever or not. So as we figure the virus out, I do think it was responsible. 
I do think it has shown a couple things, shown a light on a couple of issues. First is rural broadband. You know, Lou Kennedy, our past chair and CEO of Nephron Pharmaceuticals, um, when she was our chair, it was her issue that she championed. You know, there are kids, and Molly, Superintendent Spearman has said this, you know, there are kids that, that the only option they have to continue their learning is to pick up a paper packet from the school and do it because they have no internet capability. Um, you know, my kids here in Lexington School District 1, my middle schoolers have a laptop that they're issued at the beginning of the school year, so they've been able to adjust um, really well. And most school districts have been able to do some blended e-learning and paper um, learning from material perspective, and that's worked. So, so that's shown a light that there are discrepancies across the state, in rural South Carolina, and in every district there are issues there. And then you're right, childcare, because not only did schools close, but um, Governor Master reported a statistic this week that said 52% of childcare centers were also closed. So you talk about trying to get your workforce to come back to work. If there's no place for their kids to go, then it makes it very difficult. So I think we need to figure out um, how we open back up the daycare community, the child care community. It's a vital community. The private sector is the backbone of that community. They are all small businesses. Um, so I think we need to look at that as, a, as what we need to work on. And, you know, quite frankly, you know, it's, it's a problem when you close schools. But, but I, um, I agree with the governor and Superintendent Spearman's um, decision to close them. But we've got to find a way to have them open when school starts back at the end of the summer. We cannot have students that um, that are not in school starting the next school year. We've learned very quickly that, you know, DSS uh, complaints about child abuse go down. The school is the front line for those. A lot of times those uh, teachers or the people that can see quickly and, and understand the clearest that a kid is having trouble at home. So there are a lot of things that are concerning and Superintendent Spearman said the thing that concerns her most is really the social and mental health of these kids. It's not necessarily their educational or their aptitude. It's they need to be back in that environment. And um, we're hopeful that that's going to over the summer that the school leaders are going to position us where our children can go back. And Ted, um, as a working mother who had to supervise a worm dissection for my sixth grader at home, just on a lighter note, I, I'm ready for some changes <laughs> in that realm as well. Um, rural broadband is huge. We've got actually Lylan Hester from Google to come in to talk a little bit more about that, that issue as well. Um, and speaking of other issues, in addition to your role with Accelerate SC, um, you're also working with state chambers from across the country, right, to see what other states are doing. And what are we learning from them, especially some of the areas that were harder hit? Uh, are there things that you're gleaning that we can put into practice here that you feel like will jumpstart our economy? Yeah, so one thing that we've learned, the Council of State Chambers, which is all the state chambers around the country, have partnered with the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. And have created, created a working group to see what's working and, and what's not working across the country. You know, the thing that we're hearing the most concern about, and you heard Senator Mitch McConnell talk about it, is just the liability concern. So if you open up your small business and um, you're doing everything you know to do to keep your employees and your customers safe, there's, you know, there's really no protection that some customer may come back in a month and, and sue you and say, you didn't keep them safe inside your environment, you know? So the liability concerns and getting some liability protection, a safe harbor during this time 
is really what probably is the top issue around the country. You know, each state's a little bit different with their economy. You know, tourism, those states that rely heavily on tourism, Hawaii, for example, have been hit, you know, even harder than South Carolina. And so um, how do we open, you know, the state back up for, for folks to feel safe to come vacation in South Carolina? So um, there are things like that that the group is focused on. And, you know, we are learning, you know, some states are a little ahead of us, from, got hit earlier and are able to open back up like a Washington state. Um, you know, some of the things they've done with their, their manufacturing space, they had a different uh, shutdown order or stay-at-home order than we've had. So, again, you know, everybody, again, will look at South Carolina and say, your governor closed you down right, and hopefully he's, you know, I believe he's going to open us up right, but it's time to get open and have folks moving around again. And they, that's the number one reason why daycare centers are not open is because of liability. You know, they just know that some. Do you, do you anticipate anything actually passing at either the state or the federal level, though? You know, so we're working with the, the Manufacturers Alliance, the Hospital Association, the Medical Association, and the Retail Association, and other state associations on a package that would be a state-level proposal for South Carolina's laws. You know, you've heard uh, Mitch McConnell, Senator McConnell in D.C. say if, if another phase, you know, another package pack passes, phase four, I guess, then they would, um, that he's gonna require that there be some of those protections, you know, in a lot of cases for healthcare workers, because you're gonna have um, trial attorneys that see an opportunity to go after a hospital or a healthcare institution who's just trying to treat people and, and serve them, but folks are gonna say, you didn't keep me safe, or you should have done this, or could have done that. So, um, Bernie, you know, in the South Carolina General Assembly, which the trial bar has a very strong uh, hold on, um, it will be tough, but I'm, I'm hopeful that that trial attorneys understand the need to do this and um, and will let something reasonable pass that has some window, some time frame that allows for businesses with confidence to follow guidelines. And as long as they follow those guidelines, they have a safe harbor. But we don't have much of the General Assembly left. Is there, even if everybody was in agreement, in the General Assembly, do we have time to pass liability protections? So I think you're going to see that, you know, the, obviously the House and the Senate come back in a week um, and you're going to see them um, pass a sine die resolution, I believe. And I believe that sine die resolution will allow for them to take up any COVID-19 um, legislation or issues, you know, between now and next January. So we're going to require that the General Assembly have to, to deal with this. And, um, and we're going to request that leadership, Speaker Lucas, President Peeler, we're going to request that they, um, they make this one of those things that they can come back and deal with. Because I do think there, there are other things they're going to have to deal with. The state budget, obviously, is one of them. I, you know, you talk to the BEA, you know, they're not ready to project what revenue is going to look like for South Carolina yet. So there are things that they need to come back and work on. And and we expect them to do their job, and we know that they will, and liability protection ought to be one of those things that they're talking about. Briefly, because we're almost out of time, where is Accelerate SC? Are they are they going to issue a report in a week or days? or? or? So, so Government Master put kind of a 30-day clock on it, and um, what they've done is we've broken into subcommittees. So we've met as a big group. We've met as subcommittees. We're coming back as the big group next week. So. 
I think in the next two or three weeks, you're going to see some things come, actionable items come out of Accelerate SC that the governor will either implement by executive order or legislators. There are legislators on the on the committee as well, on the different uh, subcommittees as well, that um, you're going to see legislative proposals that you know, policymakers can deal with through the General Assembly. Well, Ted Pitts, that's our time for now. We really appreciate you being here and sharing your insights with us. We know there's still a lot of work to be done, and uh, we can't say that we're not going to bug you again on the buzz. <laughs> All right. Thank you, and we appreciate it. Keep up the good work. All right. Thank you. That was Ted Pitts, South Carolina Chamber of Commerce President and CEO there. And he had a lot of insight. Obviously, They've been busy. You can't turn on the news without seeing that big group of folks discussing some of the issues here. And Ted is very active on Accelerate SC, which hopefully is going to put South Carolina back in business shortly. Yes. Uh, one of the things we'll have to keep an eye on, and I I'm noticing it now, they are uh, releasing some suggestions, but just recently... I think it was the mayor over in Irmo started to open up some restaurants on his own, right. kind of bucking the trend. Um, the governor said that was okay. And we'll have to just continue to watch the municipalities to see how they handle things as far as the suggestions being made from Accelerate SC. Correct. All right. Well, thank you for joining us, everybody. We're going to talk a lot more about rural broadband coming up in our next episode of The Buzz.